It's Eddie Cohn, host and creator of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. We're going to get into this week's interview soon. I'm really excited to welcome Chris Lyons to the podcast. I just wanted to take a moment, promise it won't be too long, just to thank you all for your support. And we're closing in on the year. Um, got amazing incredible guests lined up already for January and early February. And I, I want to also reach out to some people who have reached out to me about being on the show. And I assure you, I still remember you and I want to have you on. I've just been a bit surprised at how incredibly um, just the response, the overwhelming response to the show has been incredibly positive. And um I assure you I haven't forgotten about you and I'll be reaching out to you probably over the next month to come on the show. I also just wanted to up Leo's. Hey Leo, Leo's walking in. Leo also wants to thank you for listening. And if you dig what you're listening to, please run over to iTunes, write a review, tell your friends about the show because um, the more people that hear about the show, um, it's going to create more exposure on iTunes and obviously uh, it means a lot to me. You can find me on Instagram at, at Eddie Cohn. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the same handle. And if there's somebody that you uh, want me to reach out to to get on the show, or if you if you are really digging it and want to come on the show, you can also email me at eddiewcohn at gmail.com. Um, so that's pretty much it. I've got Chris Lyons coming on today. I've got Harper... Um, I don't even remember her last name, but Harper's a yoga teacher. She'll be on next week. And I've got some incredible DJs lined up for um, January and a couple of musicians, some fitness instructors. So um, again, just really thanks for being a part of this podcast and um, we'll get on with the show. But thanks again. I just wanted to quickly thank you all for listening and please keep spreading the word. to the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral Podcast, episode 14, and today is Thursday, and I'm really, really thankful and excited. Um, Chris Lyons has joined the podcast this week. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. I'm, Appreciate I'm, it. I'm really excited for a few reasons. First of all, um, <laughs> the power just went out. About, that was weird. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. And I looked outside. Um, down the block and um, everybody else had power and I checked with Emmy and she did pay the bill for this last <laughs> month and apparently just uh, there's been a lot of rain in Los Angeles which probably has nothing to do with it but the circuit box in the back um, somehow every every now and again can go out yeah and Chris yeah. fortunately was able to jump over the wall and uh, talk to my landlord because they were yes. at dinner I was able to use my uh, acrobatic skills, <laughs> loosen up a little. Yeah, so thank you very much for. Yeah. So thanks for coming. Thanks and for that. Yeah, I appreciate and and I just appreciate you coming on last minute uh, to come on the show because um, I, I had a guest scheduled, and they are on tour next next week in Europe, and lots of stuff sort of started happening. And cool, I really glad to be here. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. So um, I like to start off the show by. Um, you know, giving just this quick backstory. I, I teach yoga over at Hyperslow in, in Los Angeles, and your wife was 
pretty regular student、um, for a couple months because I、yeah. I just start. I think she'd been going to the studio pretty regularly. Yeah, we love Hyperslow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know, I know Emily and、uh, and her partner who, yeah, who Ash. started Ash. Yeah, Asher. Yeah, Asher. So right, yeah,、um, she Celeste, your wife, had been coming to the studio for pretty you know pretty regularly, and and she came to my class pretty regularly, and so、um, one day after class.、Um, You know, I, I was walking outside, and she introduced me to you and、right. uh, and her kids、yes. uh, in the in the in the truck. And so, anyway, Emmy and I are out to dinner at Mercado one night a few months oh, ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've already forgotten. So、um, yeah, I so we're like I sit down and we order food, and all of a sudden I look over and I you recognize us first, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, I recognize Celeste right yes, away. Right, and then、um, it was funny,、uh, and then. It's weird because our table was pretty close to each other, and it was one of those things where I was thinking, "Huh, should we engage or not engage?" And, and, and I'm glad that we did engage. Yeah, because it was a, it was a nice,、uh, it was a meaningful exchange. Yeah, it was really yeah. good. So that's、yeah. that's what that was. This was probably maybe three. No, it was more than three months ago. It was probably like six months ago. Almost. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you know, I um told you about. Sort of these. At the time, I was. To, I told you I'm writing a book. I hadn't created the podcast as of yet. No.、Um, but I told you sort of about what I'm doing on Instagram and the sarcasm and how I make fun of our culture. Right. And then you started talking to me about this company that you created, which I obviously want to talk about. Jar、um, Joy Goods. Jar Joy Goods, which <laughs> we'll get to soon. No worries.、Um, but I think. But so you guys followed me on Instagram, and obviously I reciprocated and followed you guys. And but part of the reason why I'm why I thought of you to come on the show, well, there's a few reasons, but、um, you've been really、um, pretty responsive to my podcast, and、mm. and I I feel as I mean you went out of your way to post about it, and and、um, you know it seems like you've been listening and and been. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I'm, I'm I was told, telling you before, I'm, I'm a geek for podcasts. I like podcasts. I, I sometimes think I'm like I'm proud of the fact that the、uh, that I listened to the first podcast ever. Actually, <laughs> really, how <laughs>、yeah. oh, so、funny! I, I used to drive a truck like years ago. Yeah, I I、um, and I would listen to Sirius XM radio when、sure. that was new. Yeah, right,、um, and and so then the first podcast was aired. On that show, on on one of the shows that was on Sirius by a guy named,、um, uh, well, the, it was called the Pod Show. Okay, was, his name was.、Uh, But it was come the, to me in a second. It was the first. It's it was, funny it, when you're recording a he, podcast, he, you forget. He、things. actually pitched it to、okay. to Apple to create like a like a like a podcast. Like okay, the, the whole idea of like recording an audio show and uploading it and like you know so, yeah. You know, But、he was the kind of the inventor, I guess. Okay. Adam Curry. Okay. Yeah. So he has he has a, still has a show. Yeah. 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 It's called、uh, the Pod Show. I think he maybe was. A, he's not the VJ from、yeah. from MTV. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Oh my god. Yeah. So he、yeah. created the first podcast. Right. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. So I, I still listen to him sometimes. He has、okay. like a, I think it's no. Well, he calls it No Agenda. The Pod Show, No Agenda. But that、so、was the first like, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So re- like I was fascinated with it. You、wow. know, it was just kind of like because it it was. 
uh, you know, based on this like you know new kind of sure. how everyone is so excited, you can have your own radio station. Yeah, you know, and it just felt like I was a part of something new, and cool. so I'm always trying to like, you know, find find other like minded sure shows and stuff and here and now here you are on the show yeah um yeah i want to start the show by talking about this positive versus negative attitude towards instagram and social media in our culture and and i think if you have a like you we have a product that we want to sell right you know i have a podcast that i want people to listen to right i teach yoga i'm writing a book i mean obviously i have bigger plans i want a big publisher and and i want people to um, hear about it. Right. I mean, I would be obviously an idiot if I didn't use Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, on the surface, Instagram is a great tool and it's, and it's fun. But I think I'm thinking on the next beyond the surface, when you have an addictive sort of culture, and I think naturally we are prone to be addicted to something yeah. And it's in our pocket every day, our phones and, our phones, and Instagram. Right, right. I just think that instead of engaging in conversations, which is sort of why I created the podcast, um, because I, it's funny, I've, I've, the interviews have been just maybe seven, eight weeks, but I do feel smarter and I do feel more connected to the people that I've had on the show. Oh, that's one of the main benefits, I think, of totally. podcasts is just like this learning tool. Yeah. You know, and then for the podcaster, you know, tenfold. Totally. You know, you just, you get that direct. Yes. You know, like if whatever if your expert is, you're getting that direct download. So what, what is your, I mean, you obviously have listened to the show. Um, what is your take on what's going on with, with our culture and Instagram and, and what do you like about it? And what, what do you sort of shudder to think about when it, or yeah. what, what gives you the, uh, what yeah. makes you feel apprehensive about it? Well, I mean, Everybody is, um, to a certain degree, well, on Instagram, they're wanting to, um, like you said, if there's a product, if there's something you want to promote, well, everyone wants to now is scary. The scary thing to me is everyone wants to become a brand. Right. Okay. So what is that? You know, that is like the, the media becoming the message, right? You know, what's the old, you know, that old eighties book, uh, his media is the message. I don't know, but it's a, it's a, I was really influenced it like when I was in like, I did multimedia school where I learned like video editing and Photoshop and all that stuff. And I, I had dreams and aspirations of being, you know, in sound or music at some point when I was out of high school, you know, I loved music, you know, out of high school. Who doesn't? We have cats. Wait, I'm going to have to kick the cats out. Wait, hold on. Leo, come on. Yeah. Go on. Um, sorry. (laughs) Leo, Leo was really meowing really loudly, so I had to kick him out. Um, so, but what what do you feel? Um, so, what what do you like about Instagram, and what do you what can you not stand about it? Yeah, I mean the fact that I, the point I was I was saying is like people they want to become the brand, and so so that's good. I think that if you have um, uh, if you are a well rounded, balanced person, and you have a really great message, right? right? But I think the the problem that I see that you have is that a lot of these people their message is not is it's not good it's yeah. not it's not clean it's not it, I don't want to get you know it's not it's not deep 
Right. Right. And I think that you and I are people who want something that is a little more than surface. Yeah. You know, we want something, we want something that's real. Maybe that's our generation yeah. or, or, or something. Well, I think it, but the funny thing is, is when I see people trying to be deep on this platform mm-hmm. by posting quotes or things on, on how people should live their lives and right. it just, um, it just reeks of, of such, um, it just reeks of being false and so untrue. Right. And, right. and I guess, um, I think I keep thinking about how in our free time, instead of reading books or having conversations or just hanging out with your friends or family, um, like we did when we met you at, at dinner that one evening, hmm. People are using their free time now to primarily, you know, scroll and look at photos. And, right. and I, I do think over the long term, that does have an impact on a mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. And I think we're naive to um, think that that's just not the case. Right. I mean, the, the phones and all the apps, they're like the, the bright, shiny thing that is so distracting to to like the seeker, the, the seeker is walking down the beach, you know, and then they see a, a shell and they look in the shell or they listen to the shell and they get pulled in and they can't get out of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it is, that is scary. Um, you know, when, when you look at it, like all these people, you can't really fault them for what they, what their, their desire is. Like I tend, I tend to be positive. You know, I tend to, I tend to think, Oh, you know, people this what this 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 technology and this what's going on is people want to free up their time and then they're on they're being filmed they're filming themselves like 10 hours a day or something I mean, right. like it's it's their whole life well yeah so they so they thought they were freeing up their time but they 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 haven't figured out the formula and how to like you know integrate it in a balanced way into their life and right. live a balanced lifestyle you know and live a, well that's the thing i think people are it's it's becoming so off balance now people mm-hmm. are primarily um staring at their phones all day and 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 looking at photos all day and people yeah. are using instagram to manipulate us and the brain is our brains are changing and evolving and becoming no, I'm, I'm quick to i'm quick to like um stop you and say oh but you know but it's it, I mean, that's my own like, cause I'm just as guilty as anyone else. Yeah. Like I'm trying to figure, like I, in the process, I'm thinking like, oh, but I have a purpose. I'm trying to do this. And I, and ultimately I do, you know, I'm trying to figure it all out. Right? Yeah. You know, like I'm no, I'm no Instagram expert. You know, I only have what, 350, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, but at the same time, like I feel like it's a very, maybe too much. So like, I feel like it's a very valuable thing for, for my business that I'm, trying to, you know, grow. Um, so yeah, I, there's that whole thing, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to figure it out myself. Yeah. So, um, talk about your company, jar joy goods. It's, um, it's a, you guys created a tote bag. Yeah. We created holds bags uh, like tote bags. Well, it all started with with um, I'm in the health food world industry, right. kind of like yourself. I'm a little more into the nutrition aspect, right? Um, and so we're trying to eat healthy, trying to stay 
you know, uh, eat, eat well and get good ingredients into our body and, you know, make our own food and be as involved in the process as possible. Right. And so I would make, um, my wife, um, Celeste, um, lunch for the day. Mm-hmm. And so I would pack it in jars because we don't want to use plastic for a number of reasons. Right. That's, um, people can imagine that, you know, ecologically and, and just on a health level, you know, we believe like even the chemicals that you, yeah. I mean, it's, it's scientifically proven that there are way more um, plastic chemicals like in our body the, today, right? you know, for a myriad of reasons, you know, it's just, it's in everything. Yeah. So we're, you know, feeling like that, that's a, that's a healthy choice for us to, to use glass. But what happened is that sometimes they would break. Yeah. So we decided to, uh, to make, we said, let's make a bag that we can carry the jars around in safely. So we kind of went through this process of designing something that would work for us. Right. And, um, decided to, turn it into a business and, yeah. and, and sell the bags to people. Um, now how challenging, I mean, I'm sure just, it sounds like a simple concept coming up with a bag that holds uh-huh. jars. Right. And I've seen the bag and they look amazing and Thank they were you. really well made. Appreciate it. And I'm sure in LA, it could be a really popular product. We think so. I mean, the what's original, like, what's the, what's the plan? Well, the original bag wasn't, like the one that you see okay because the process is so difficult yeah in in um in in sourcing materials and finding manufacturers finding people that you trust working with to kind of to create the kind of product that you can stand behind right well our first product was a was a cooler bag okay you know so it was a little it was like a padded version which we're coming out with very very soon right now we just have a a tote bag right so um so, um, so say it again. What was the, no, I just like, what's the plan with, with oh, the company? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have, have you, I, I saw the finished product, mm-hmm. but just like anything creative, well, it's, it's available, you know, I mean, it's available for people to use it. It's now, I guess, up to us in today's business climate right. to kind of really develop a brand. Yeah. It's not as, I feel like, like that's what technology now has done. It's allowed people like myself, you know, for us to start businesses. But at the same time, um, there's a there's a lot of aspects that um, that well, I personally just ha- I have to learn, right? You know, so I'm 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 deep in the learning process as I'm doing. Yeah, you know, I learned so much already about manufacturing, um, but but now at the the marketing side is is pretty overwhelming you know like <laughs> well yeah we kind of had this idea like we were gonna oh we're gonna we talked to some people who were really big on instagram right like really big influencers okay and every time we saw them in person like i saw one woman who was like a nutritionist and she has a book and she beat cancer and and she has this huge instagram and i saw her at a farmer's market right i introduced myself i'm like hey you know i really love your stuff and i was wondering you know can we give you uh one of our products when we when it's ready and and we'd love your feedback you know right not like asking her to like you know do anything more than just you know, and she's like, yeah, definitely, you know, I'll hook you, you know, like I want to help you in whatever way I can. Right. And so, 
and we launch our product and we go, oh yeah, well there, and we had a couple people like that, sure. right? And we thought well, like that, that's a good part of a marketing strategy is to lock down some of these social influencers from what I've heard, sure. you know, from some very other influential business people. Right. And, um, and you go to reach out for them, reach out to them and, and nothing crickets, Yeah, you know, and it's very disillusioning to, to, um, to see someone and have a conversation with them and, and kind of like, you know, share something with it's very, you know, a big deal to you yeah, and, of then, course. And, and, and you get nothing. Yeah. So, so we're at that stage. We're like, wow. So we're kind of like going back to the drawing board, you know, and really kind of like, okay, we got to do a branding uh, strategy session and really kind of hone in on what we're all about. And, and yeah. you know, what do you do? What do you do? Like, you know, when you're, starting a business you know like you know you read all the books you read all the things okay well you gotta have a blog you gotta have you know do i have to have a youtube channel and so then it comes back full circle to the question of like how much of my life do i want to spend you know showing my kids like drinking out of a mason jar and like me waking up and making a smoothie and say hey guys check it out you know i'm making today i'm making you know celery and you know this and this and this so it's yeah, you know, and and yet we and we have our daily life. We have our our full time jobs, right? And, and so, but it's amazing, you know. People they love the product, you know. They tell us all the time, you know, oh man, it's it's awesome, it's awesome, it's awesome. So it's I think it's just a matter of time, and and it's being patient and. Well, I think it's connecting with the right um, um, retailers, whether it's Whole Foods, whether it's it's an American made product, right? Okay. Okay, so. So this, this I feel, is one kind of aspect I feel connects to the Instagram mentality. Right. Um, so, like, Americans are really conditioned now to buy things on dirt, dirt cheap prices. Okay. China. Yeah. That products, totally. Right? Yes. Yeah. So um, we um, decided not to go to China and make something for a couple of reasons. Um one is the quality that I've seen, you know, I can't, I, we weren't able, like I did connect with quite a few companies in China, okay. you know, and a lot of them probably would have done, have done a really good job, you know, right. but we wanted to, to make something made in the U S. Um, we felt that that would, um, we, we felt first of all, that we could, um, oversee it easier right. you know, being here and we live in Los Angeles. Yeah. So it is a place that stuff like that is done. Right. And, more than almost any other city, you know, in the United States. Yeah. So in that respect, we did find someone who made us a great sample and then we could then take it to someone else who could make it in a higher volume. And, um, we did that, but we didn't want to, um, so what happened, I, f- I feel like, you know, when, and when I present it to someone and they say, wow, this is an amazing bag. This is awesome. I would use this in my daily life. And I'd say, how much, would, how much would you pay for that? You know, and they'd say, oh, I'd pay $20, $30 for it because okay. that's just how we, that's how we think. We go on Amazon and we buy something for 30 bucks. That's just right. how, how it is. You know, yeah. like everything is like 30 Well, to, how much do you guys want to charge for the bag? Well, how, how much um, do you think we should charge for a bag? So like, let me I just. I would say $60. That's, that's closer. You know, okay. what happened is that um, the process of making it here. Using organic cotton, right? You know, uh, also recycled um, materials, um, the highest possible quality materials that you can yeah. that you can find. You know, we wanted those high for high quality um, 
materials because if you go with the standard, are you familiar with fast fashion? You know, right? No, not at all. Okay, so like our clothes, right? Okay, it, clothing is like the the biggest polluter of the, on the planet. Okay, right? Because there's just such there's such a high volume of it. Okay, so a lot of it gets wasted. And sure. Just ends up in landfills. Okay. But there's an insane amount of chemicals that go into the materials hmm. as well. So organic cotton supports uh, farmers' rights. Um, it's cleaner. Like there's no less less chemicals. Right. It uses less water. There's just all kinds of reasons why you would want to choose an organic piece of clothing or accessory over something that you have no idea where it comes from. Interesting. Yeah. Besides, like the slave labor that might go on in different right. in different countries. So here, at least, we could see, oh, okay, well, this isn't going on. You right. Know? So you know? how could, how, have you guys, how would you envision yourselves using Instagram to get people to become more aware of the bag? Well, I mean... Because I was even thinking, like, yeah. cute, cute photos of, of your kids right. <laughs> with jars and, and the bag. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just yeah. brainstorming with you I right mean, now. I mean, I think that is is uh, doing doing recipes with right. with jars and, you know, kind of like a daily... I mean, I'm not opposed. I would... I'm planning to do like a YouTube where I'm, you know, doing different things in the kitchen and showing how it's used. Yeah. And... Um, partnering with different photographers and going out and get we've we've done it a bit you know and and had some nice have some nice stuff and but um yeah that's it's that's kind of what we're developing right now is kind of how to to kind of i don't know yeah yeah paint that lifestyle picture because it is a lifestyle you know it's totally i want to Clearly, you're really into the environment, and I called you an environmentalist and a water conservationist. So I, 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 I want to backtrack a little bit, just yeah, and get back sure. to present day, and then. Okay. You grew up in Southern California. Uh-huh. How did? Obviously, the environment and and water conservation is is really important to you, and and why? Where did where did that passion come well, I mean, from? Southern California was just like always a part. Like I grew up. In Ventura, California, surfing, you know, yeah. quite a bit at the ocean a lot. And um, But when was your first experience or like when did you realize, huh, we need to do a better job of, of recycling and, and being aware of 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 our earth, of our culture, of our beaches, of, of our I honestly, environment? I honestly feel like just growing up here, it's it's been a part of our, our, our culture yeah. here forever. Um, I don't know. I feel like at a very young age, I was always conscious of like just wanting to make my environment nicer, like picking up trash, Yeah, you know, and just like the, it, it, it has a, it has an impact every time you, you know, there's trash on your street and you throw it away. Like, I know there's statistics, I guess that say like a, a, a cleaner street is a nicer, like just turns out nicer, like yeah. less crime in general. And Interesting. I think it all relates to yeah. that. You know, I just, um, I don't know. Yeah. I care. I, when did I first, I don't, I, yeah, I can't really pinpoint a time when I, I just always felt, and, and I'm no, by no means like, um, like I've always been like, I mean, I'm into it now, but I'm by no means like a, like a diehard, you know, right uh, for the, I just feel like it's important. Yeah. 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 I feel like it just sh- should be a part of our life. Well, but I think 
you guys are really aware of making a bag that was made organically and mm-hmm. and was done in a process that is is responsible. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, did you feel like um, you were really you guys were really conscious of that when you guys created this product? Um, yeah. I mean, is yeah. is your is your household really? Um, aware of all of that and we try yeah but i mean we i mean i i i gasp at myself like the amount of like packaged stuff we have to recycle yeah you know like you you just in modern life you just go through a lot of waste yeah you know and i and i amazed at people who do the zero waste lifestyle i've seen some of their those instagrams right you know where they're like they'll keep like everything they used for a month like all the trash that they've accumulated right. in one mason jar, hmm. you know, and, and like I can't like imagine that with kids, you yeah. know. Like I mean, we we have we didn't go like the we we didn't use the the what are the reusable diapers, you know. We use disposable diapers for sure. our kids, you know. It's yeah. just like our life is too busy to be washing. We don't have our own our own washing machine, so I guess yeah, you know. Well, what's interesting is that I feel like our culture was doing a really good job uh, with with bottles not using plastic bottles as much mm-hmm. but i've noticed and i'm guilty of it too is that alkaline water has become super popular okay over the last couple of years Some, sure. like essentia and i mean yeah. everybody makes these um, so <laughs> what i feel like it's it's making it's bringing bottles back up again and everybody's yeah. using bottles again yeah. and yeah. You, you have a background in water um Give me, give me your story with, with water. You have a, yeah, I mean, I think the alkaline water, al- alkaline water is, is good. Is it a, a ho- is it a hoax? Pretty for the most part. You think so? Yeah. For the most part. I mean, yeah. you cause want, they're popping up everywhere. These stories. Yeah, You want an alkaline, a naturally occurring alkaline water is great. I mean, it depends on how savvy you are at filtration and regulating the pH you know like I I suggest like if you're gonna if you're gonna get um most of the most of the like like if you just do some YouTubing on you know alkaline water most of them or just get your own your own pH strips okay and test you know the water that like this Essentia or in different brands I've seen that one in particular just like be the worse than tap you know interesting yeah so I I decided to, um, I was going to get into the water industry about yeah, what, four years ago. Why as, did you decide as, to get a gonna... backup plan? Just okay. kind of like, hmm, this looks like an interesting field. I had a high school friend who was uh, worked for the water department up near Ojai. Okay. And um, so he kind of mentored me on how to like get into the field. Okay. And so, and now this is, this is the like municipal water side of it, right? So okay. it's, it's like what I feel is like the necessary evil, right? Okay. You know, tap water is with, without all the processes that it goes through, um, we'd probably be in pretty bad shape, right? You know, with the, it cleans all the pathogens out and, you know, with chlorine and different chemicals and okay. filtration and, and it's brought down from all sorts of areas. And it's a fascinating history of water even, you know, if you just, if you think about like, living in LA, we shouldn't have the amount of water that we have here. 
Okay. It's brought in from Northern California. It's brought in from the Colorado River. It's pumped out of the ground. It's um, more and more starting to be recycled back toilet to tap, they call it. Okay. Um, But, yeah, so... I I don't know if I want to know about that story. Yeah, Orange (laughs) County does it. Really? Yeah, yeah, it goes, it goes, you know, the whole cycle, you know. They put it back down in the water table. Sure, but still, so water from the back out. Water from the toilet gets filtrated, and then it goes back and to the sink. And they push it back down into the water table because okay. they have a really big um, underground watershed. Right? And this is in Orange County. This is Orange County. Like their their watershed, they have tons of like it's an underground lake underneath wow. them. We don't have as many of those up here. Okay, you know we have more like small reservoirs and then some watersheds. Okay, but most of the watersheds up here are tainted. Like all San Fernando Valley. So this is really interesting. So I want to. <laughs> yeah, so I want to. So four years ago, you as a backup plan, you had an interest in getting into the water industry, and, and yeah. obviously it's a big deal out here. Right. So just tell me a little bit about that. So what, I, what were I you was doing? like, there's a couple different avenues you could take. I got a certificate, California certified uh, water operator. Okay. So like for treatment and distribution. So like this was like the, like a huge water plant. Yeah, so you can work for like the the city, or you can work for the state. Okay, all these different um, municipalities. There's county ones. Okay, there's people who bring water in. Um, so primarily, where is our water coming from? And and like, let's just say the Miracle Mile, or like Santa Monica, or West it's, LA. It's it's a it's a big mix. Of, okay. of water that's pumped. There's like fifteen percent of it is pumped like right from around us. Okay, like from reservoirs. From rainfall and then some some water tables down below. Okay, like below that, below the below ground below the surface. Okay, below the pumped surface. out of the ground. Okay, about fifteen percent, and then the other kind of like fifty fifty of that, the leftover is northern Cal. Well, there's the California Aqueduct. Right? Okay, it comes down from Sacramento. Right, like comes all the way up like the American River and all that stuff. They pull there's an aqueduct that they made and man made, and it just diverts it all down, and then they they pump it over the grade, over the over the mountains into LA. Right? Wow. Yeah. So that's a that's a big amount. And then there's another one that just east of there a little bit that comes from like Bishop, California. Okay. Like up there, there's another one that was built before the California Aqueduct. That um, that that that's an amazing history. Like when you get into like the history of LA, like <laughs> Mulholland, yeah, and like all these guys who kind of formed the city, you know. Back in the day, uh-huh. you know, it's like there's all this like gangster stuff like influenced in it and just like, you know, like they, they pretty much strong armed, you know, the rest of California to like make California or Los Angeles what it is. Right. You know, because it was just like a little Chinatown. Yeah. You know, it was it was Native Americans and some some Chinese and like, you know, not too many. It wasn't a very desirable place. Yeah. Until. You know, they started to get yeah. water, you know, water. Interesting. Yeah, water made it. And then the rest comes from um, kind of like following the 10 all the way from the Colorado River. That's a long way. And as I, you know, went through the studies and got my certifications, I went back to school and got a uh, a certificate in water treatment. Right. And during that process, I kind of like put the, the puzzle pieces together about how it relates to like my true passion, which is like health and nutrition. Yeah. Right. Well, and, I could, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I feel like in a weird way, not a weird way, maybe it started out as a job, but then as you mm-hmm. start to go through the process, yeah, um, it really does correlate to um, our environment. Yeah. And your passion for being healthy. Well, yeah. The and, one side of it that I was really drawn to, like you say, 
water conservation. So yeah. I really got into that side of it because that was part of what I learned in school was, you know, like the becoming, you know, like we can all become, um, create watersheds wherever we are. Yeah. Right. That will, that will engender water conservation, like by having the right kind of garden and, you know, not letting pollutants get into, um, <clears throat> excuse me, into our environment and so forth. Um, so like, yeah, like that, I started an Instagram in fact about okay. like, I'd go around and take pictures of, um, you know, I'd go to like, uh, different, uh, parks and stuff that mm-hmm. focus on California natives and, um, and like identifying different plants. And that was like one Instagram that I was doing for a while. I was having fun with that. Right. You know, I don't know if it's necessarily something like I felt like, Oh, I don't know if the popularity is going to, you know, kind of take off on it, but I was enjoying, enjoying that. Yeah. You know, that, that, um, kind of sharing with, with what I was learning and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You have two kids. Yeah. I mean, you, do your kids know about Instagram and, and what it's all about? Yeah. I mean, do you, yeah. are you, a, a, um, do you care if they, I don't think they probably don't have an account, I care. but do they, how do I you, care if how do you manage, yeah, how do you manage that? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely like not a zero screen parent. Okay. Um, but I, but I def- we definitely try to limit, you know, the amount that they get. Um, do you notice it, Do you notice them being different when they've stared at a phone for five yeah. or ten minutes? Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. They yeah. get you know, they're they're like us, but they just have less less self control. Yeah, you know, so they want they don't want like to just we we at least we have like an end goal, right? When we're looking at it, we know we want to see this and do this and get off. Right. Well, hopefully, that's the that's the hopefully. idea. But I do yeah. think we have those tendencies of of just oh my god, an hour just went by and I yeah. literally did nothing with myself. Right. Yeah, and you have to you have to um, train yourself yeah. how not to be that way. So, right? but being that they're young and you do, you're very aware of of. I try to talk to them, you know, real and just be like, just tell them what what it means when they do that. Yeah. You know, we, t- we say the same thing about food, right? So she goes to a public school. Right. And the public schools are trying to jam crap food down our kids' throats. Right. You know, because they're, they're funded. That's how, they, that's how the schools get their funding is by these, like, partnerships with these companies and attendance. It's all rolled together. So they want to feed our kids first thing in the morning when they get there. Because they, they, everyone's starving, apparently. <laughs> okay. You know, so, uh, you know, I understand there's a lot of kids that with, from not the best um, up backgrounds that, that don't have enough food. I right. understand that. So wait, when the kid, when your kids get to school, like for, within the first hour, they, they feed them yeah. breakfast or they something? they feed them breakfast. Okay. They feed them breakfast Cause when as I went, soon as they get there. When I went to school, our first meal was lunch. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think yeah yeah elementary school we had lunch yeah right right you know and then so now they have a morning breakfast and then they have a lunch and then they have an after school meal if you want it right you know and it's just it's just you know gmo it's soy you know chemicals i don't need you did you watch the jamie oliver thing a couple years ago where he he, he really tried to make a difference in LA Unified, like he did a whole show where he came in and said, I'm going to teach you guys some recipes using whole foods, you know, and, and kind of, we can, we can scale this. 
we can we can make this work you know right do partnerships with you know at least non-gmo farms and and really like make it decent yeah you know and there was just so much pushback and it just got you know pushed down and and it's just like sad ending yeah (laughs) yeah so so now we're like going like we're in it now like oh wow you know so we pack our own lunch obviously and we tell her you know like okay you can if they offer you some fruit you can have some fruit but then it's like weird for her yeah you know like she's like she's different because she's not eating the 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 food like everyone else so you obviously so you're really aware of living a healthy lifestyle, but what, what are you trying to, what, it's not rules, but what are you trying to instill with your kids? Um, well, that they ultimately, that their actions, like that does something, you know, like when you do something, it's going to have an effect Hmm. and and they, and they know that they know they repeat back to us, like what they, what they see, you know, that they're, uh, they're autonomous and they can make their own decisions, right? You know, but what they do will have an effect on on their health, and ultimately, they're starting to understand that you know what that stuff is isn't from a from a not just healthy in the sense of like healthy for your body, right? It's just not it's not helping us all, yeah. You know that this this these processes that are in play are really detrimental to us all, like extremely detrimental, you know, and I'm not being like, oh, doomsday or whatever, but, you know, I think that the 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 chemical companies and all this stuff, it's it's re- it's really having an effect on everything. Well, I think you're bringing up an inter- interesting point, you know, I don't think I'm being negative when I say that I think Instagram is having a big impact on our culture. Mm-hmm. I think we're in a culture now where you can't say anything as bad you can't say anything oh, right. remotely negative because right. you're considered a hater or people don't want to hear that. And I feel right. like our culture now is just, you know, everything is good. Yeah. Everything is fine. I'm just going to be positive and everything is okay. And I'm just going to go back to my life and my Instagram and, and people maybe attend marches downtown, but they're taking selfies down there. So do they really uh-huh. care about the march downtown or are they just going there because, you know, it looks good for their Instagram. I just think, um, it's important for your kids and for people to be comfortable with thinking about what's really going on. Yeah, I think that Instagram it's also it's also who you associate associate yeah. too. I mean, yeah, like you talk about Cardi B, you know, mm-hmm. like. Cardi B's not on my feed. You know? <laughs> She's not on mine either, but she does have like 20 or 30 million followers. Oh, yeah, no, that's, so it's, it's, in, that's it's why as a, but that's why as yeah. a parent, yeah. it is really important to monitor mm-hmm. what your kids are following yeah. because, um, if you're not careful and you're not aware, and that's the thing, Cardi B, um, she's a performer, she's mm-hmm. a singer, but mm-hmm. she also is, um, uses a lot of profanity. She's really crude. Right. And if your five or six or eight year old daughter is looking at Cardi B videos all day, that uh, is going to have an effect. Yeah. That's why I think as parents now, it's more important than ever to be aware of what your kids are looking at and paying attention to. Yeah. And, and it trickles down to everything. Ultimately, we're here to 
for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons is, you know, to have a good time and mm-hmm. figure out what you're passionate about yeah. and try to help others right. and, and be creative. But I also think it's important to think and not just look at images and take things for face value. Be aware of, of how valuable the company you keep is and how valuable, valuable the information you consume is. And, and that's why I don't really um, like to get in the way of her process or their yeah. process, the both of them, because they're really amazing, you know, because what they take that information that they see there and they um, they develop their own framework of what's going on. Well, that's the that's the goal. Yeah. To, so to if I can ultimately have your own framework to them, like how to um, get a perspective and find out like the real value in things, then I feel like I'm doing a good job. Yeah. You know, but if I'm, if they, all they hear me say is no, no, no. <laughs> right. Then I'm just, you know, that's not working. You're limiting their potential, I guess, yeah. in a way. Yeah. 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 One of the, one of the things that you brought up when we saw you at dinner was the bird scooters and birds are these for people. I mean, I had an episode a little while ago about where I talked about birds, but yeah. um, they're these scooters that everybody's scooting around in out here in the city. And yeah, on the surface, I think um, they're fun. They're cool. They're fun. But I think people don't know how to deal with them, and they're riding them the wrong direction. They don't have their helmets on. They run into pedestrians. So, so you brought, you're actually one of those people at night that picks them up and scoops them up and I, charges them at home. I have, so, a tr- I have a truck. So I want to hear about so, your experience, because yeah. clearly you have mixed feelings about birds. Yeah. I mean, I think in theory they're a great idea because they can kind of alleviate some of the traffic. Yeah. You know, and it can... It can create jobs for people. Sure, but what I've I've read stories because I actually thought about chart being a charger, but I uh-huh. I didn't. Where people are fighting to get to get scooters and to scoop them up and take them home. They're, They're worth about five dollars each, right? Right. But people so, are fighting over them. Well, what happened is everyone figures out how to game game the system at some point. Yeah. Right. And so at first, I was doing it, and I'm playing by the rules. And going around, when look on the app. Oh, here's one available. Go and find it, and 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 zap it, and take it home and charge it. Right. But then people started just taking them before they were available to charge, oh, and hoarding wow. and hoarding them. Right. So they would kind of like pull them off, and then when they and like become, hide them or something, hide them in their car or take uh, them home and hide bullshit. them. Yeah. And so at, at now at this point. I'm I'm emailing them like uh, every night, like hey, you know, there's there's multiple spots, multiple people, you know, hiding them and and um, having to like police them, and I'm not getting paid for that. So, so instead of people playing by the rules, and when it gets eight o'clock at night or whatever, just going and finding them, then mm-hmm. people maybe around four, five, six o'clock will see them, put them in their trunk or something, yeah. or take them home, and then when eight o'clock hits, that's when they take them and start to charge them because it's so much easier. So there's none left. Yeah, there's none left to go out and get, and and they're they're taking they're stealing from the company in in, in respects that they're taking three hours. Oh, that's true because people away. can't even use them. They can't use them. Wow. Yeah. So so it's 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 I don't understand why the company is not more upset you know i they can block these people out like i've seen it happen where you know if you take them 
then it, someone will report you right. and then they'll block you out. But they don't seem to really care. And it seems to be all the the uh, message. I think they're all uh, bots for mm-hmm. the most part. Yes. I think I think 75% of the response that you get from the company as a charger. They're just all it, automated. It's all automated. Yeah. And so um, I think there's someone who will oversee, you know, maybe uh, a, a maybe 10 different bots, right. you know, and kind of approve different things. Yeah. But for the most part, they're just letting, it's a free for all. Yeah. And like I, I confronted someone one night and said, Hey, uh, you're not supposed to do that. Um, you know, and he basically threatened my life, <laughs> <laughs> you know, over what, like 50 bucks, you yeah. know, it was really weird. It's, it's very strange. And, um, but that's, that's, yeah. So I've been having that experience. That, and so then I am, I am with this moral dilemma, right? Do I then turn and go out and get and take them myself? Yeah. If I know the opportune time to go get them, because I've been doing this for like six months, right? I could easily go stash them and then take them and make my 50 to a hundred dollars every night, you know, in an and, hour or two. And what you're you describing know? is kind of the symbolic um version or it's it's basically why i came up with the downward facing spiritual spiral it really is because that's kind of what what it is i started working at air one like 10 plus years ago that's the one in venice there is one in Venice now. Okay, but that's not the one where you work. Um, I worked at the one in Beverly. Okay. Over at Beverly. What is Irwan Market? Everybody tells me about this place. I've never been. It's like the first health food market there ever was. Okay. Right? So this um, this guy started it. He was like a big proponent of organics um, and, you know, went to all the farmers and like kind of uh, got them to do organic farming. Um and he started a grocery store called Erwan in Boston. Okay. And then he started a second one in Los Angeles, which was on Beverly, not in the location that it is now. Okay. But then it moved to where it is now. And where so, is it now? So it's at Beverly in the Grove Drive. Oh yeah, so I drive like by the there all the, of the time. Grove. Yes. It's like under this apartment complex. Yes, kind of I thing. know where it is. And I it's just, become I've, very trendy. It's like a really, I know. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. never been. Yeah. But but like a lot of my yoga friends go there all the time, and yeah. they post you know selfies from there. Oh, it's, and stuff. it's very. You go in there now, and it's just everyone's like a supermodel, like yeah. you know, walking around taking Instagram pictures and well i worked there like when it wasn't as cool it was kind of like up and coming there they had this they had this really cool tonic bar okay right and they they had i worked for a guy kind of like the the um main guy his name was truth calkins okay right and um and he he was pretty interesting character i'm still in contact with him he just did a review on our bag and um and so he 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 infused chinese herbs with superfoods Okay. You know, so he's this trained herbalist who then took all this um, new, at the time was new information, all these superfoods and, and different low sugar diets and, and kind of infused them. And I watched him, you know, uh, really help some people out, hmm. you know, really before like a lot of the, I feel like that was that was before really like social media took over. Well, what do you mean he helped people out? Oh, like they come in really sick. Okay, you know they had really, um, you know, autoimmune uh, 
diseases and different, you know, cancer and different things. And, and he would get them on like a diet. Wow. He would get them on a lifestyle, some movement. And, um, I, you know, I witnessed him, you know, change some people's lives and he taught me how to do consultations and, and make drinks for people come. It was kind of wild west. Cause like people would come to the bar and they'd be like, they would just kind of like lay it out. Like, wow, I'm, I'm feeling like this today. And <laughs> yes. I'm feeling sick or, and, and I'd make him like, Oh, and I, and yeah, I, he, he taught me enough to know like, Oh, I, I need this herb and I need this superfood and, you know, and, and make and them so a drink. you would like create a drink right there on yeah, the spot. Yeah. They had a list of drinks and yeah. things that you can do. But then after a while I started doing custom drinks, That's cool. you know, and just for people and just like kind of based on, you know, a feeling and what they're saying and, and, and how picking did, different herbs. How did you like, was it, did you like working there? Yeah, I did. Why? Yeah, it was, why, why did I like, I liked, I liked working with people. I liked, yeah. I liked that interaction. I liked, you know, that, that helping someone out and creating relationships. And they'd come back and, you know, get different drinks and kind of like had your regulars. Sure. It was kind of like a bar, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And people would hang out there and, you know, there's, I still know people from, from that time. Yeah. Um, no, I just, so I don't know just how. listening to you, you just, I can just see that, that, that was, I, I can tell that you really enjoyed working there. Well, that was my first kind of, um, reinvention. Okay. You know, I was, like I said before, I used to drive a truck. I did that for years. Mm-hmm. And that was a reinvention of itself, you know, like coming from like out of high school and college, you know, and, you know, kind of falling on my face and kind of going, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. And then saying, oh, maybe I want to go to go live in L.A. and drive a truck. But, but it feels like Irwan, um, I don't know. It feels like it sort of transformed you. Well, I had I had a steady income driving the truck. Yeah. But I said, okay, I gotta just take a chance, and and go work at this at this store, making ten bucks an hour back then, you know, and and try to make it. Yeah. And and so I so I did. I you know I got out got out of that what I thought I had to do, mm-hmm. you know, to to live to make my income. Yeah. And I was doing something that I really enjoyed yeah. for the first time in my life, you know? Hmm. And so as an adult and, and that, that was pretty powerful for me, but it wasn't that job, that job per se, wasn't sustainable. Right. So I had to figure out something else. And so in that process, I became passionate about things. I was at the time became really passionate about coconut water kefir. Right. Okay. So I, so I became, they even nicknamed me Kiefer. Okay. You know, it became my nickname. Like, okay. Uh, so I would be like chopping coconuts, like for two hours of the day while everyone's making drinks. And then I would create these big batches of, uh, you know what kefir is, right? Mm-mm, it's like a don't. yogurt. Okay. Got so instead it, yes. of using, instead of using dairy to make it, we'd coconut water. Okay. Right. So we would, um, I would be back there and I'd, I'd, I'd ferment all this yeah. coconut water. And so I'd had these, all these jars of it in the back of the tonic bar, you know, fizzing and bubbling in the back and then bring it out when it was ready and, and serve, serve it up at the tonic bar. And, right. I, and I would sell it and make different drinks with it and stuff. And it was a huge hit, you know, and like people would come up to me and say, can I buy a gallon of that stuff? And I, <laughs> I was kind of like selling it out the back door, a yeah. bit, you know, like, oh, hey, can you come over to my house and make it for me? Wow. And that became an income for me. Right. You know, where I could, I could, it was it was like private uh, nutritional consulting, yeah. but I was, you know, helping them like a private chef kind of like I'd yes. come over, I would set them up, say, you need this equipment, you know, and, and I don't want to do that. You know, these people had a lot of money or whatever. Right. Can you just, you know, come over to my house and make it or can you make it at your house and bring it to me? So it just became like, 
I was doing too many, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was like, oh man. And so we all got together, a couple of us at the tonic bar and we're like, hey, let's start a company um, bottling this stuff, you know, and sell it here at Erewhon. So that's, that's what we did. Wow. Yeah. So we, we kind of like partnered up and, and got a little commercial kitchen and started making it and putting it in bottles and everyone took us on because, you know, we worked there. So yeah, we of course. Us. And, and, um, just cool. first we made one case and then we made like two cases and then three cases, you know? And so yeah. it was like a true bootstrapping business. You know, we started out like we borrowed like a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Last last question. Okay. Uh, obviously, meditation has has become a part of your life. And my dad actually is. <clears throat> he's, I think he's seventy nine. Uh-huh. <laughs> seventy eight or seventy nine, and um and well, my uncle has just started, and he's seventy six, seventy seven. They just started meditating. Both of them just recently started oh, cool. meditating. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a yoga teacher, I obviously. I'm trying to incorporate it more. Why? What's, what is? Why is it such a big deal and a big part of your life? And just tell me a little bit about that. Okay. And how you use it and, and why it's so important. Yeah. Um, well, I think it all comes back to um, to the to your um, your belief system um, that you're not going to be able to get what you want unless that aligns with the the kind of the blueprint that's inside of you. Right. Right. And, and the only way that we can really affect that is by, um, tapping into the, to the unconscious, to the subconscious Hmm. and kind of going in and, and like unlocking kind of like these doors that seem, you know, inaccessible in our daily walking around life. Right. I I started doing like guided meditations when I was in high school. Mm Mm-hmm. And oh, I so still, you started really young. Uh, yeah, my mom. I, you know, I didn't get the best grades in high school. Okay. So my mom gave me these um, these tapes by this guy named Jonathan Parker, mm-hmm. and um, and he does these guided visualizations and affirmations, and he's out out of Ojai, California. Okay. And um, so I I was doing his courses um, since I was that age, and I and I still really resonate with them today. Like I still use his meditation new ones that he puts out Hmm. he's got some books and um i think that i kind of stick um with his meditations and which ultimately leads me to my own meditation okay you know to get into my own uh, meditative state myself to kind of like have a dialogue with myself to kind of find out you know where i need to to what i need to work on um and you meditate every day um, I try to, and what, I like feel like five, 10 minutes or, well, no, I mean, I feel like I, I try to take time throughout the day all the time hmm. to kind of like check in your body needs to be worked out, right? Like you need to go lift weights sometimes sure. and you need to do yoga or you need to, you know, do things to take care of. You go to, I like to go to a hot springs, like or a spa to like de-stress, right? Yeah. Well, meditation is just like, it's the same thing. Like you get to a certain point where you know you need, um, unless you've never done it. Right. Like, like you, once you do it, then you know, like, oh, I need to like, I need to go back and just work on that, you know, do yeah. that meditation for a certain amount of time so I can shed whatever is holding me back. Yeah. Um, but I like, I like the, 
guided meditations. The, the point of what I'm saying is like, I, I want to like bring it back to like the Instagram where there's all these people saying different things and they have all these, what seem to be very um, profound messages, but are not right. Um, I, I like, I like the, the Jonathan Parker meditations because I know he's the real deal, hmm. you know, and I know his message is like solid. Right. Yeah. And I can like, it's like having like, like a master, someone I trust, you know, I've even done some phone consultations with him, you know, and talked wow. to him and I'm like, I know he's a real guy and he's not just trying to sell me something. Well, that's the thing is that you bring up a good point. <clears throat> everybody's trying to sell something and we don't know who's legitimate or who isn't anymore. I mean, there might be some 20, there could 20 year be. old, like amazing, like enlightened, people. pretty unlikely though. But like, okay. So he's like. 70 years old, right? Right. So, um, when I see somebody in their twenties, that's posting quotes on how, you mm-hmm. know, you should live your life. It's just, it's hard for me to buy into that. Right. Right. So, uh, it makes sense that you, I mean, they're obviously fun. getting it from someone, someone else. Yeah. Who knows? You know, I'm not like sure. A book, Eckhart Tolle or <laughs> right. someone, you know, and it's yeah. just like, it's a repost, right? you know, it's yeah. like, it's, I mean, yeah, there's some people I follow that have some original thought and, you know, I, there's a lot of people I really respect on Instagram too. Yeah. You know, some people who are very genuine, um, who do kind of like a, a friend of mine, um, Andre, um, who he just, um, had to go under surgery. Mm-hmm. He had a, he had a seizure and, um, and he kind of documented the whole process, hmm. you know, and like, it wasn't pretty, you know, yeah. he's a, you know, real good looking guy. He's an actor. He's really good in front of the camera, mm-hmm. um, but he was really vulnerable. You know, he just kind of laid out what was going on. Yeah, you know, kind of like before going under the knife and afterwards, and and it was powerful. You know, yeah. and and I, a lot of people, you know, connected with him and were sending him good vibes. And yeah, I mean, in that way, Instagram could be a powerful. It was neat, inspiring. Yeah, tool. Yeah. So in that respect, like I do want to, I do see the good in it. Yeah. Um, oh, but on the other end, you know, like I, I do want to stay connected to those things that are, um, I don't know, really, really that, grounded that matter and yeah, that things that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. The company is called jar joy goods. Yeah. We make, we make uh, stuff for people who love jars. It's, uh, the movement, the movement of jar people. Yeah. yeah. And you can find them on Instagram at jar joy goods. What's what's your Instagram handle, um, Chris? I think it's Chris Jar Joy. Yeah, that's now. what I thought. Chris yeah, Jar Joy. Yeah, I changed it. You know, yeah, it was. Yeah, cool. Probably not smart. You should, you should probably have like a solid, <laughs> you know, Instagram handle so people could really know yeah. who you are. Who knows? Yeah, nobody knows There's what they're doing rules. anymore. These rules, right? Yeah. Yeah. As long as what you have is cool, people will find out. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that um, we bumped bumped into you at Mercado. Yeah. I'm glad you came on. The downward facing spiritual spiral. Glad to be here. It was probably a little surreal to be listening and then actually be on the show. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and having a conversation with me tonight. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I'll see you soon. Yeah.